Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mad Max. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about Jurassic World. It is Chapter 4 in our Jurassic Park series. We have reached the fourth installment. Uh, this film is set, I believe, 22 years after the events of the first Jurassic Park. And it's been probably about 14 years after the release of Jurassic Park 3. And after a lukewarm reception that Jurassic Park 3 got, Universal tried for a long time to get a fourth film in the making. It was originally going to come out in 05, 06, but, you know, the movie languished in development hell and, you know, nobody was getting the right stuff together until uh, Colin Trevorrow, who was actually inspired by Steven Spielberg himself to actually make his own Jurassic Park film and with Steven Spielberg's direction, uh, Colin Trevorrow put together uh, he co-wrote the script and he's the director of the film and in this film we have Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard um, Vincent D'Onofrio and uh, B.D. Wong who actually was in the first Jurassic Park as uh, Henry Wu uh, one of the lead um, geneticists of Jurassic Park he's in the scene where Jeff Goldblum uh, gives the speech about life finds a way Uh, but anyway in this film uh, Bryce Dallas Howard plays the operations manager and they are about to unveil a new dinosaur, their first genetic hybrid to the, to the public. And uh, the owner of the park, who's played by Irfan Khan, uh, suggests that they get an approval from Chris Pratt, who is Owen Grady, a former, I think he's a Navy SEAL, and he's, has this, he has a pretty cool reputation of training the raptors, rap, not using them as like pets, but kind of, you know, developing a bond with the raptors that they have at Jurassic Park and things like that. But, unfortunately, this new genetically uh, modified hybrid uh, that they call the Indominus Rex uh, gets loose and starts to go on a rampage throughout the park. And thus, our story begins. Um, th- I, I, Man, I, I cannot expressed how excited I was when they announced a new Jurassic Park film. Uh, Then the trailer came out, and man, I've talked about this in a lot of the films that I've covered, and I always talk about some shots are cool if you don't see them in the trailer. There's one, I remember when that first trailer came out for Jurassic World, and it, it ended, like right when they showed, you know, coming, you know, summer of 2014, 2015, or whatever it came out. And they, they always show you like a last, like maybe five second clip. And it's the clip where fucking uh, Chris Pratt is on his motorcycle and the Raptors are running alongside him. And I was like, man, that is a badass shot. That, that alone was worth the price of admission and uh, things like that. And it was so cool to see that. And I wish I hadn't seen that in the trailer. But, you know, like in the Avengers when Iron Man is falling, and the Hulk catches him. If they had not showed that in the trailer, that would have been a much more epic moment. So, but like, yeah, so, but like even in that moment, you know, when Chris Pratt is racing down the jungle, you know, with the raptors right next to him, he kind of looks to the left and to the right at the raptors that are there, and he kind of has a smirk on his face like this is actually really cool. And all honesty, it was. It looked badass in the scene. But, I think everything about this film was top-notch. They kept the integrity of the Jurassic Park series. Like, they really paid homage to the 
what you know one and two um they nobody even mentions three and uh but um i i gotta say the story here was a bit much you know it was a it was a pretty far-fetched that this animal was gonna you know this new genetic hybrid dinosaur was gonna break free right and but at the same time it's like uh they could do it in a way that was it's a simple story rather than trying to recreate what happened in part one and part two and then of course in part three because we've seen an introduction into the park we've seen a rescue mission go sideways and then we've seen well i I think three is the same thing the rescue mission goes sideways um and then with four it was more so the you know trying to stop this animal trying to stop this animal from you know getting out and things like that and that was kind of it was it was contained on the island but then again because the island is already open to the public and they've made it an actual theme park there's you know there's a lot at stake here and there's a lot there's a great moments in the movie um and the i think I can't remember the the two kids' names. There's two kids in the movie who the story's kind of told from their point of view, which really bothered me because they're not all that interesting, but yet they kind of carry the entire movie. You know, they're there because Bryce Dallas Howard plays their aunt. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, there's a little backstory about how it's this last time this family vacation is going to be together because the parents are getting a divorce. And it just so happens that when the kids are there at Jurassic World, all hell breaks loose and then it kind of Bryce Dallas Howard needs Chris Pratt to find her two nephews and you know because she's so caught up with work she doesn't know really how to be with kids and I don't know just the whole kid dynamic of the movie really didn't it it, it kind of anytime it kind of it kind of went back to them it was just like ah, okay this is kind of boring like it was fun at at the end when they're being chased by the the Indominus Rex you know when the when the when that whole scene is going down that you know that last that third act is really cool you know it kind of ties all in together at the scene and then when Chris Pratt kind of springs into action to be the 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 navy man he's been trained to be and things like that it really kind of goes to show you i remember at the time thinking that there was the rumor that he could be the next either he was either going to be the next indiana jones or they were going to pick him to be nathan drake and i said he could do it you know because he had just did guardians of the galaxy and prior to that i mean unless you were a fan of parks and recreation you didn't know who he was he had that yeah he had that one cameo and well it's not even a cameo he played like the the bumbling friend in the movie wanted but chris pratt wasn't a household name like he is now and um i think with this film this movie jurassic world and of course the first guardians of the galaxy that guy became a superstar overnight but his performance is very charming very charismatic and very you know he is charming when he needs to be he's the badass when he needs to be and he's also vulnerable when he needs to be and uh, things like that and I think without him without him being kind of like a combination of both Alan Grant and Ian Malcolm from the first two films I don't think the movie really works without him I don't know if anybody else could have pulled that off the way he did you know he's just he like I said he's just the right amount charismatic just the right amount vulnerable and you know you need those to kind of 
to 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 have a to have a hero you can root for. You know what I mean? Like to have a character that you can get behind and people can say, "All right, this is our guy." and things like that. So I know a lot of people talk about Bryce Dallas Howard uh the whole I know it's a meme now, but the idea of her running throughout the entire park in high heels. I don't know if that was something she did or it was something that the producers had to do for her. I don't know what the deal was behind that, but it was kind of it was kind of it was a little bit pushing it. She was a bit much in the scenes where she's out there in the jungle and her dress and her everything like that. And then the scene at the end when she's running from the T Rex and the close up is on her high heels as she's running and you see the the dinosaur footprints behind her and things like that. And I was like, that's that's like really on the nose. Like the scene where she's holding the flare and the gate opens and you see the T-Rex kind of come out of the gate and follow her. That was pretty cool. But then it cuts to, you know, her running in slow motion. But then, like, the the, the focus is the heels. And I was like, really? Do you have to show the heels? You know? And to be honest, I don't think she's that athletic to pull that off. I, I know women can, you know, run like the wind. I know, you know, I know women who are who can who are perfectly fine in heels. But running... In a life or death situation like that, I mm, strongly doubt that. And it's you know, it's not a smooth surface that she's running on. So, <laughs> you know, but like you can hear it too, like click, click, click. You know, it's like wow, they. Uh, it's a bit much. I for but like to be honest, I forgave a lot of that in the follow in the sequel, and we'll talk about that in the next episode. But yeah, the Vincent D'Onofrio's character. He plays a guy working for InGen. You know, that company is still around despite the fact that they've had two major cat, uh, catastrophic events happen in this universe. You know, you had the park incident with part one. You had the San Diego incident in part two. And they don't mention anything about InGen in part three, which is good. But then again, part three completely sucks. So um, Vincent D'Onofrio has this idea because instead of using drones and weapon tech and all this stuff for the army, we're going to use dinosaurs. And I was like, wow, okay, that's a bit much. <laughs> and his character was a bit over the top, uh, even though I think Vincent D'Onofrio is a great character, a great actor, I mean. Uh, his performance is a little bit over the top for this movie. He's real steady fast on turning these raptors into weapons for the army. And I was like, hmm, that's, that's something new. Like, thank God they didn't show anything like that, you know, kind of going into uh, – into fruition and then when he gets killed at the end that's a little bit satisfying to say the least and things like that because he doesn't he doesn't respect the animals for what they are he just looks at them for what he looks at them almost the same way Bryce Dallas Howard does you know Bryce Dallas Howard sees these as animals living things and things like that they they, he, they don't really care about them they're pets they're animals in a zoo rather than living creatures who can evolve in highly intelligence you know Chris Pratt, on the other hand, does respect them, does have affinity for them, and that's why you know he develops a quite a, a quite interesting bond with the Raptors that is carried over into not only Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, which is part five, but you know it looks like they've carried it over into Jurassic World Dominion, which I'm looking forward to. So, um, you know, overall, this was a this was a damn good movie. It was cool to see, it was a great way for the Jurassic Park series to kind of come back. You know, it's, it's it's a sequel, but it feels like a reboot. 
um, you know, it's, it takes place 20, 20 plus years after the events of the first part, after the first movie. But yet, it, at the same time, it feels like a reboot. Because I think with the exception of B.D. Wong, like unless you're like a diehard fan or even, you know, his character is also in the book and things like that. So unless you're a diehard fan of the original film and the novels, you're not going to know who he really is and things like that. But with the exception of B.D. Wong, nobody from the original films are in it, like from the first two films anyway. You know, I don't like throwing three in there because even though Alan Grant is in it, it doesn't feel the same. Uh, but, yeah, there's no mention of it. I, there's one shot. I think the girl, the nanny who's supposed to be watching the two kids with Bryce Dallas Howard, she's reading Ian Malcolm's book when they're on the they're on the monorail. That, that was a cool little Easter egg there and things like that. Then there's the they, – they, they had a good homage to uh, Richard Attenborough uh, who played John Hammond in Jurassic Park 1 and 2, and tragically he passed away. I believe a few years before this movie had come out, um, so that was kind of cool to kind of see him, you know. Like I said, for them to pay homage to him, you know, he has that iconic line, "Welcome to Jurassic Park," and it always resonated with me and and everything like that. But this was a good, you know, th they made something new, but they still kept to the original, uh, the original timeline, the original integrity of the film. They didn't, they didn't try to reboot or remake anything that we hadn't seen before yet at the same time it still feels like a reboot even though it's a sequel to the Jurassic Park series and things like that overall this is a good movie I'd give it an 8 out of 10 uh, I don't think it's actually on any streaming services if I think about it like I don't think Jurassic World I don't think any of the Jurassic Worlds are on any streaming services I know the original three the first three films are on HBO Max, I think Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom are on Hulu. Could be wrong, but um, but yeah, I d if you haven't seen this one, this is this is definitely a check it out. Like if I had to, if I think what I'm gonna do, I'll probably give my uh, my overall rankings of the six films. Which when the sixth film comes out this weekend, I'll definitely give them from best to worst. But um, I definitely gotta give Jurassic World. Uh, Jurassic World, it's props. It's really good. I don't think it's better than part one or even part two, but it's a solid It's a solid three. You know, if I had to go in that order, one, two, three, it would be Jurassic Park and then Lost World and then Jurassic World. And uh, it's a really good movie. Very great performances from uh, the newcomers, especially Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, you could take out some of the stuff in the movie, like the Vincent D'Onofrio character is a little bit over the top. The whole issue with the kids, you know, being there is like, eh, that, that, that's not really all that interesting and things like that. But other than that, it's fun. It's entertaining. I mean, it, it made bank at the box office, so, you know, that definitely saying something. But anyways, guys, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you like the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, Google Play, Odyssey, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, um, The Madhouse 21, Instagram and Twitter, at The Madhouse 21. Let me, guys, let me know, guys, what you guys thought about Jurassic World. Have you seen it? Have you not seen it? Do you think it's good? Do you think... It's bad, whatever the case may be. Are you excited for the upcoming film? Whatever the case is, you guys let me know in 
the comment section either on Twitter or Instagram when I post it, which is probably going to be right after this goes uh, probably about five minutes from now when I do post it. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come. I have, there will be episodes of original content. When I say, what I mean by that is like I've seen a couple of films. Prime Video just released a movie called Emergency with R.C. Seiler, and I can't remember that other guy's name. I probably have it uh, down when I do make that review, but it's for a new movie called um, uh, Emergency. It just dropped on uh, on Prime Video, so be on the lookout for that. I, I did do a run of some other movies. Uh, the Northman, which came out earlier this year, dropped on Peacock, so be on the lookout for that episode. And then I did catch a couple of uh, new horror movies that had come out on Hulu, which they came out years ago, but I'm seeing them for the first time. And uh, they were recommended by somebody on YouTube when I was checking it out, and I didn't even know that one of the horror films actually had a sequel to it. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for more episodes as they come. And, of course, as always, guys, embrace your inner madness.